Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, our mighty champions, raise your voices to the anthem, marching with our mighty army, Wrexham is the name, Fearless in Devotion. Chris and Noel, welcome to uh, a special Fearless in Devotion. It's on Paul Mullin. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that you didn't want to happen in pre-season, i.e. Mullin gets taken out and he's out for uh, for a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, of course that happened. And me and Liam in matching kits. We'll, we'll discuss this briefly. Um, first off, uh, just an apology on my end because it's, it's just hit eight o'clock here in Philadelphia um, and I'm a little bit disheveled because I was out last night uh, watching the match, um, but not as dishevelled as Paul must must be feeling this morning. Uh, let, let's quickly uh, look at the incident. Um, just going to pop it on. Off goes Paul Mullin. And Mullin got there just ahead of Bishop, and the referee has gone to his pocket for a yellow card. Does the goalkeeper really need to be out there? Had that been a Premier League game or any competitive game, I think that's a sending off. The ultimate hero of this current Wrexham team is led unsteadily from the field. Oh, oh, Liam, what's your first sort of reaction when you see that? Well, I woke woke up at about, I don't know, something like half six this morning. Got up early with my lad. First thing I usually do, quick flick on the phone. Paul Mullins got a puncture. I thought it was someone winding me up, to be honest. Um, and then when I saw it, I just thought, Jesus Christ, you know, that is... Yeah, there's that argument over malice or clumsy. I, th- I think it looks more clumsy to me, but it doesn't take away the, the impact. You see how hard he goes into his into his side, and, oh, God, it's just, like you say, it's just the, the one person you didn't want to get injured on the eve of the season. Um, and yeah, it's it's painful just just watching it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, like you, I don't think it's malice. I think it's a bad challenge because if you come herring out your goal like that, you've got to take the ball. Um, yeah. He got nowhere near the ball. He wasn't really looking at the ball. He sort of positioned his body to save himself when he came into uh, when he came into you know he knew he was going to hit the man. Um, you know, keepers are much bigger than than the likes of Paul. Unfortunately, they're they're, they're just sturdier fellas. Um, and the other thing I thought at first I thought right, Mullins quite clever at stuff like this, so he will stay down and he'll give the referee something to think about. He'll roll around a little bit, uh, but then he stayed down for a little bit too too long. And as soon as I saw the stretcher and the oxygen, I went. I at first I said to the lads in the pub, I reckon it was a cracked rib, but then I thought maybe it was a collapsed lung, and I think that's the same, isn't it? Punctured. Punctured collapsed. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, we were just saying, well, he's been taken to hospital as a, as a precaution. You, you know what Mullins like. He barely misses games through for injury. He'll be back. But, yeah, the prognosis isn't isn't really that good, is it? Do you know much about a punctured lung? I mean, you know when you were looking at teletext for, for like, injuries? You never – you always had, like, your uh, uh, Brian Robson's out brackets, uh, groin injury. You never had punctured lung, did you? No, um, I've I've consulted my good friend Dr. Nick Riviera 
uh, aka <laughs> Google, who uh, suggests it could be six to eight weeks, depending on the severity. Now, I think Parkinson used the words small puncture um, in the aftermath, which hopefully bodes well. I think the one complication I, I didn't really even think of is that he's not going to be able to fly for, yeah. for two weeks, apparently, because of the, you know, the pressurized cabin and whatnot. I don't think there's many boats that sail <laughs> between uh, the UK and the US now. So I'm um, hopefully it'll be on the sh- you know the short end of the scale. But whatever way you look at it, you're you're potentially looking at up to two months without Paul Mullen, aren't you? I think realistically, um, which, which is just a massive. What, whatever way you look at it, it's a massive kick in the balls. Yeah, what a kick in the chest that is. Um, yeah, I mean he can't. <laughs> Just how how will he get back? He's gonna to have to stay in the states for a bit, is he? I mean, and the thing is, I don't even think he could fly over with the rest of the squad to Philly, could he? So, no, I wouldn't imagine. Even so, though no. it's more of a short hop, but still three or four hours, he's gonna to have to stay. He's gonna to have to stay in California, or what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm mean, in on. There's worse places to be to be stranded. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, but you know, he's already been out. Uh, for a couple of weeks, not seeing his family. We I mean, we know how attached, how attached he is to to his kids. Um, yeah. So you know, it's a tough one for Paul. Um, I'll be honest. Um, it's what we do next, Liam. I think. Uh, look, you're you're Phil Parkinson. He's obviously he's obviously annoyed. What did he exactly say last night? So is let's have a look here. I've got one of the articles up as we speak. Now, there's been varying versions of this um, of this quote shared, with some people claiming that he's told. Um, I believe Nathan Bishop is the lad's name. Yeah. Um, United keeper. Supposedly, it's, it makes him sound like a bit of a mafia boss that he's apparently told him to stay out of Wrexham. Now, I don't know about you, but <laughs> Wrexham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, who knows what will happen? You know, accidents will happen. Um, so here we go. He says, I'm, fum- I'm fuming about it. Got to be honest, it was a clumsy, reckless challenge in a preseason game. Not happy with it at all. We've just got a call from the hospital to say, as I mentioned before, there's a small puncture in his lung. Um, yeah, here's, here's the actual quote. And I don't think, to me, it doesn't sound as malicious as portrayed. It just says, I haven't seen the goalie. He's probably best steering clear of us for the time being because we're not very happy. I mean, that that's half joking, isn't it? I mean... But... That's not a death threat, Liam, I'll be honest. I've had much worse well... death threats, even this morning. <laughs> well, exactly, haven't we? I mean, I do wonder if it's... Do you, do you think the, the Man United PR machine's kicking in a bit there with... Because I saw a load of journalists... Um, based with United almost simultaneously posting out a tweet to the effect that United aren't happy with um, Phil Parkinson's incendiary comments. I mean, of course, Man United have never had a manager who shoots from the hip and gives quotes which are a bit fiery, have they? So, Yeah, that's changing the narrative a little bit, I think, um, because, you know, people waking up and they're looking at a pre- what should be a pre-season friendly, a showpiece pre-season friendly is being dominated by United's keeper taking out the star striker, Hollywood Paul Mullin, a documentary hero um, with, with a bad challenge. Um, match overall, Liam, have you seen was, the highlights of the goals? Yeah, I've seen the highlights. I, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure what to expect when I saw this game. I, I know the Chelsea game was a bit more, you know, they had a f- couple of first team players in there. But I thought United might give us a tough game and I wasn't entirely expecting to wake up to a 3-1 win. So before I saw the Mullen injury, that that was a nice 
little surprise. Good to see the likes of, I think Mandy was involved with one of the goals, wasn't he? Put a cross in. Um, Elliot Lee looking decent. And I think oh, he's, he's had a great preseason with Lee. Exactly, yeah. And I thought Sam Dolby looked quite dangerous as well, which I won't fast forward to, but perhaps there's some positive there. In you know, I, th- I thought last season um, he didn't. I don't know how many starts he had exactly, but overall, I thought his <laughs> contribution was decent for the for the game time that he had. So maybe that's is that is that a little bit of hope that we can take from it? Do you think? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always hope. The, the headlines are if you know you're waking up, it's Wrexham three, Man United one. We've beaten Man United. Now I've seen Russell Crowe's retweeted that. Uh, you know, and to a lot of people, that's a brilliant result, and it carries on um, the sort of the Wrexham sort of story a little bit. Now, yeah, okay, obviously we've lost Paul Mullin. Obviously, it was a it was more a reserve Man United side, but you know, it, we were worried about this preseason. Was it a bit too far? Was it a bit too long? Is it really going to prepare us for for the rigors of League Two? But if you think about it, Chelsea. They did have first team players. It was our first game of this proper game of the season. They pulled us apart. They scored early. They scored at the right times. So they were clinical. Now against LA Galaxy, two uh, or lost DOS as it's just imprinted on my mind. Thanks, thanks to the uh, the commentator. Um, you know they put together a good performance against Man United. They put together a better performance. Actually, you know United were really knocking it about well until the injury from Mullin, and I think it fired Wrexham up a little bit. And I think they really got in United's faces. They couldn't deal with a long ball. They couldn't deal with Tosa's throw. That's where one of the goals came from. Um, I think we sort of really put in a professional workmanlike performance. And it will actually stand those United players in good stead because there will be a lot of times in in the Premier 2 campaign that they'll come up against the likes of Tosa. And, uh, and Oli Palmer, and he, he, I think they gave him a bit of a battering. So, you know, I'm, I'm quietly happy with our preseason preparations now, and I think we can finish it off with another win against Philly Union 2, game which I'll be going to on Friday. Uh, and Mullin aside, you know, it's good fitness, and they've got morale-boosting wins. Um, but, you know, the, the dark shadow and why we're doing this little vid is, is Mullin's injured. So, come on, you're Phil Parkinson. What are you going to do? So dare I say it, but some of the I think some of the reactions been bordering on the hysterical, shall we say? Um, I don't think we've got a bad selection of strikers going into the new season, but let's not make any bones about it. We've just lost a man who scored how many goals? Is it 45, 46 last season in all competitions? So easy to exactly, exactly. So at the same time as I'm not getting, I'm trying not to get too hysterical about it. It's a massive blow. So, you know, some people have suggested things like, well, oh, do you bring Jake Bickerstaff over to get involved from from home? My only observation there is, you know, I can't see a young lad being thrown into the mix to try and, you know, to try and take Paul Mullins' place. It's a lot of pressure on him. It's a lot of pressure on Parkey. The most natural choice, if we were to just go as we are, probably Billy Waters, I would say, but I haven't had anywhere near enough time to assess what he's you know what he's like for us overall he played for most of yesterday did he yeah he's quick he's very quick yeah um, but again it's 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 hard because you know he, he he's experienced and he, he and palmer know a little bit of tricks that those those united defense johnny evans apart probably probably didn't 
Um, it, 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 the proof of the pudding is how he, he comes up against the League Two, a mean League Two defence, the likes of, you know, MK Doms. I mean, he in League Two, he, he never set the world alight at Barrow. Uh, that doesn't mean in a better team he, he can't. And Parkey does his homework on all these sort of players. Um, so, yeah, I think you, your first sort of go-to for the mix is Palmer and Waters. You've got the big man hold up. You've got the, the littler man, the more mobile forward. Um, Dolby, Dol- the good thing with Dolby is he adapts. He adapts to anything that you throw, throw at him. Um, you know, he came in last season as a bit part player, only had eight or nine minutes to, to really make an impact, and he learned how to make an impact. Um, and when he, when he started, you could tell that there's a, there's a real good all-round player there. He's not, you know, as much as a target man as, as Palmer. He is mobile. He is skillful. He can do little one-twos and little play around the box. Uh, I mean, if you want to go more of a dogs of war uh, attack, you probably go Dolby and Palmer. Now, the, the caveat to that is, can Palmer play all these games so quickly, 19 minutes? Probably not. So who are you going to replace Palmer with? Then Dolby's you, you, your uh, your more natural uh, replacement there. So yeah, I, I think they are light. Look, Parkey hasn't used the loading system yet. Um, he at Bradford, uh, his other clubs, he did he did use it by bringing in good Premier League talent and showcasing them. Now I think it was hard for him to do it last season because I don't think your top clubs want to lend to someone in the conference. But Wrexham is a different proposition now. It's in League Two. Um, it's also quite high profile. It's playing in front of packed crowds. You sort of think, would you like your your talented youngster to go there and experience a bit of pressure, uh, a bit of expectation? Um, and, you know, I think you, you would have that at Wrexham now. So I wouldn't rule out in making a loan move for someone. Um, now, this is interesting, actually, because quite timely... There was around a 23-minute interview with Park. He was shared, I think, yesterday in the build-up to the United game. And apparently he's actually said in it that he doesn't want to use the loan system, which okay. I must admit, I'm quite surprised at the sort of the, the reticence. But the flip side to it is someone saying, you know, he's trying to build quality within his, his own squad. Um would, yeah, I mean, and, and that's fine. But when you've got someone like Mullin out for a couple of months, can you just nip in and get a, a, a talented Premier League youngster? So you don't what what you don't want is you bring in a top level player, um, and then they're on the bench because Mullin's back. You know that that sort of doesn't doesn't help the the system either. So yeah, I, I I'd say you can never discount using the loan system, especially on something as specific as this. Um, but I understand Parky saying he wants to build a squad because he's building something for the next three or four years, not not for this season. But, you know, uh, at the moment, we need someone to get us through the next two or three months. And that's how long I think Mullin will be out. It's also a shame that he'll he'll probably miss any potential call-up for, for the Wales team uh, when they yeah. play Gibraltar. But yeah, that's the last thing on my mind, I'll be honest. Yeah, circumstances have definitely changed, even though that interview is probably only... 24 hours old you know this is a very significant injury isn't it so I'd imagine all options are being explored um interesting to see last night uh, there was a journalist whose name escapes me off the top of my head but he was the same person who's been talking about us being linked with Matty Virtue at Blackpool 
Mm. He's suggested that we're looking, even you know, even before all this, we were looking at James Norwood, um, formerly of Tranmere, I think Ipswich, and currently at Barnsley. Is he now um, no striker, Liam? Or can he play that role? Mm, yeah, that's yeah, it's an interesting question. Well, he kept he certainly kept Mullin out of the team yeah. when he was at Tranmere, which would suggest that you know he he can play that role. I mean, my one thought on it was I think he's 32 bordering on 33. Could you rely on him to to have the same work rate as Paul Mullin? Um it's a difficult question because we haven't I I'll be honest, I haven't particularly seen him him play a great deal, but I think in terms of the, you know the quality of the of the play, he's clearly highly rated. Um I, I the one thing I would say though is Say you were someone like Barnsley and you were negotiating a price, would it have just increased significantly? Yeah, and I think it would. Um, yeah, you know, going back to the loan system, United owe us. I know we're we're, we're best of enemies at the moment, but give us that hug, Hill. Um, yeah, I mean, Norwood's an interesting one. If we're already in, in for him, I would imagine you know we've already made contact, and maybe the price wouldn't wouldn't change that that much. You can't sort of come back and say, "Oh, I'll have an extra." Pop an extra fifty grand on that uh, due to a punctured lung. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. At Tranmere, ironically, Mulling couldn't get into the side because Norwood was so good. They're, I think they're they're good pals. Um, I think that's an option. And due to his age, you know, it's someone who it, it's going back to what Parky did a lot last season where he, or the season before when he was building a squad to get out of the conference and he sort of went for experienced players the wrong side of 30 but he knew who, who could get you out of the league and I think Norwood again fits into that sort of category he's a player with enough quality to definitely get you out of out of league two so you know on one hand he has to build but on the other hand he has to be pragmatic about what he needs at that right time to get us out of that specific decisions so now i wouldn't be adverse to norwood coming in it would be his last sort of big payday uh but you know he's still playing at league two uh, sorry league one level high up you know Barnsley were in the playoffs last season so you know this he's definitely still got his, his quality there and your mate andy dallas has uh just gone to Barnsley. funny enough so oh. it's gone to uh chalk off life's rich tapestry the merry-go-round uh <laughs> yeah I can't, I can't sing that. Is there a, is there a, a Tony dynasty we could call for? <laughs> I'll tune for that. Um, right. I think that's it, really. I think I need to go back to bed uh, and maybe wake up and it's not it's not happened. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I think the key message from me is yeah, I'm, I, I can generally be a bit pessimistic, <laughs> pessimistic <laughs> uh, in life, but I, I'm quite... I'm relatively, you know, relaxed about it. It, it happens. It would, you know, someone I saw someone saying, "Oh, it wouldn't have happened if we were in the US." I can remember Neil Ashton getting knocked out and taken to the mile by ambulance at Kevin Druid's in pre-season. So it mm. does happen. We're not a club that's short of resources exactly. So just let's just try and keep things in perspective and, you know, just see how things play out over the the next. Well, probably looking at week and a half, aren't we now before? new season fast upon us yeah i mean we've got four options up front already in in palmer dolby waters and bickerstaff elliot lee can play up there and you can bring jordan davis in 
so that you know there's an there's enough sort of wriggle room there I, I i would expect us to bring someone in probably permanently but uh you know uh don't discount the loan um parky uh and so yeah I, I think i think we will bring someone in rather and it could it could be a more of a short-term option just to cover us for this um but put mullin aside it's been a good pre-season after the, the chelsea loss um I think we're in a, a good space. The facilities out here are fantastic for fitness and they've been drilling them quite hard. So, you know, it, not all is lost. Um, it was always going to take us a bit of time to adapt to, to League Two after spending so long in the conference. And this may have made it a little bit more of a painful transition. But as you say, that we've got enough resources either at the club or to bring someone in to negate the loss of of Mullin. So even though this is a special emergency pod, he's not dead. Um, he, he will be fine. Um, if anyone's got a tanker coming across the Atlantic, can do, do you need a cabin, lad? Because because Paul will, will jump on that and we're getting, getting back to the UK. Yeah. Um, and can we just say that this is all Tim's fault because he's currently, as we speak, getting a tattoo of Paul Mullin, apparently. So we're led to believe. So if that if that's not a jinx, I don't know what is. I am more than interested to see what Paul's, uh, sorry, Tim's Paul Mullin <laughs> tattoo is. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, what what can we do? Pray for Mullin. Uh, I think there's someone sitting in our WhatsApp group. Let's have a big picture on the leader of Paul Mullin's chest, and we'll all put our hands on it uh, and pray for him, like uh, like David Beckham's metatarsal. Um, so make that happen, boys. Yeah, let's get on the phone to Yuri Gallup. Right. Thanks for listening.